VinePair's New York City headquarters. I'm Adam Teeter, and this is a special episode of the VinePair podcast where I'm talking with Sebastian Zuccardi, winemaker of Zuccardi in Argentina. Sebastian, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Adam, for the invitation. It's so, it's, I, first of all, I just have to say, it's awesome to actually have you in the studio in New York. You're the first, like, real guest post COVID. <laughs> so thank you very much for being here. It's, it's actually kind of surreal to not be talking to you through a computer. <laughs> yes. And it's my first trip after the. Wow. How are things in Argentina? Things are good. And the, now the springtime is coming. So it's warming the weather. So we are. A little bit more outside. Okay, good. Good. So um, before we jump into lots of topics, for those who may not be familiar with Zuccardi, can you tell us a little bit of the history of the winery and the wines that you make? Yes, of course. My I'm the third generation in the family okay. making wine. My grandfather started in the 63 in Mendoza. Wow. But my grandfather, he didn't have any relationship with wine. He had a building company. Oh, wow. But okay. where we live is a desert, and it's a desert that you can cultivate without irrigation. And in his building company, he developed a very efficient irrigation system at that time. And he bought a piece of land with the idea to make a showroom and show how his irrigation system worked. Oh. And luckily for me, he fell in love with agriculture, he discovered that he had a, an agriculture inside and he decided to continue planting vineyards. He was very, very special. He was a, a, a philosopher all the time, was thinking about the desert. When I was a child, all the time that I went to the vineyards, we go to the limit between the vineyard and the desert. And they told us, if you can fight with the desert, the desert will recuper what is for them. And ah. he lived in the middle, for example, of the, of the vineyard, a big part with not cultivation in order that people who work in the vineyard remember how was the place before that we started cultivating. Oh, that's amazing. And then my father joined the, the family and he decided to put his life in wine. And my father, uh, he's very passionate. He has wine in the in the in yes in the vents and was the big growth of the family and now the third generation uh, we are working and we are we are luckily the the three of us in the third generation joined the family but joined the family developing new things for the family okay my brother making olive oil that is a very traditional did you bring some no I didn't bring <laughs> I love but he's the oil. best he's the best producer of <laughs> olive oil in the country and but it's a traditional area it's a traditional activity in the area but my family didn't produce before Miguel started with this Julia runs the hospitality of the family because we have two wineries and we have three restaurants oh wow okay and I joined in the wine uh, area but my family used to cultivate in lower altitude areas and I pushed them to go to cultivate in the Uco Valley that is the highest valley in 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 Mendoza, so I okay. I continue what the family has been doing, but in a different way. Why did you push to go to the Uco Valley? You know, I I I think that the magic in our area is the Andes Mountain. I think that the definition of our wines is that we make mountain wines. Everything that happened in our area is in relationship with the mountain, the condition, the weather conditions, the water that we used to irrigate. The soils, but also our cosmovision is we are mountain people. So okay. everything is in relationship with the mountain. And if we want to make mountain wines, you need to go to cultivate closer to the mountain. And the Uco Valley has a lot of energy and magic and very special distinctions that you can feel in the wines also. Oh, wow. So <clears throat> in terms of the wines that you make at Zuccardi, 
Are there are there specific wines that you've become known for? Obviously, when most people hear Argentina, they think Malbec. Um, but is it a wide variety of, of wines that you're cultivating? And what are you cultivating specifically close to the mountain in the Uco Valley? I told you that the Uco Valley is a very special place. Yeah. And because first, the, the, the mountain, the Andes, isolate us from any ocean influence. So we live in a very continental uh, weather. No ocean influence, Interesting. but in high altitude. And the high altitude gives to us cooler weather. So we have a condition in climate that is cooler weather with sunlight. In general, when you think in cold areas, you think yeah. in cloudy and wet. Yes, We can cultivate in cold areas, but with sunlight. This is one of the things that for me is very important. The second is that the soils where we are cultivating are alluvial soils. You have to imagine that millions of years ago, we had big glaciers in the mountain. Then the earth heated. All these glaciers melt and the water came from the Andes to the flat area. Mm -hmm. So the, 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 the soils where we walk and, our, and where our vines grow is material that millions of years ago was in the, in the mountain. And the altitude and the soils give us a lot of diversity in the Uco Valley. First, the altitude, because you can move from 900 meters to 1,700 meters in 20 kilometers. Wow. And this makes that you can have different climate conditions in very short distances. And the second thing that is the soils, because the Andes mountain is very diverse in the geology, we have materials that are difficult to find in another places, like granite mixed with calcare. But this is difficult to see in another place in the world. And this is because uh, the origin of the material and the origin of the Andes mountain. But also because these alluvial soils were very strong and very disorganized, you have a lot of variation. So the soils change from one village to the other, but also inside of your property, the soils change a lot. So we have an, a, a valley close to the mountain where the mountain is the, the big influence, but with a lot of diversity. Interesting. So with that diversity, what grapes are you planting? You know, I, I believe that the main important thing is the place and the grape is the vehicle to express the place. Okay. But it's not the same to do with every uh, vehicle or with every grape. Mm -hmm. So my interest is to talk about places, but I believe that Malbec is the best vehicle to express our regions. Why? For two things. First, because Malbec... It's not a marketing plan. It's not that someone say, let's pl plant Malbec because nobody's planting Malbec. Malbec was something that happened in the field. We, we, the, the wine started in Argentina with the immigration from Italy right. and from Spain. So we are more old world than new world. We yeah. are old world in the new world. And that, that uh, viticulture brought grapes from Spain, Italy and France. But looking the field, tasting the grapes and walking the vineyards, they continue planting and replanting Malbec. And not only planting and replanting, improving the material that, mm. that we have. So the first, Malbec is part of our history. Right. For me, it's like uh, Pinot Noir in Burgundy, uh, Sangiovese in Tuscany, or Nebbiolo in, in Barolo. And the second thing that for me is quite similar that these grapes, is that it's very transparent to the place. When you cultivate Malbec in different villages in the Uco Valley, you have completely different expressions. Because for me, the adaptation is so good to the place that it's transparent to the place. Leave that the place is in front. So, so it, there's like a, a huge opportunity then, like what you're saying, is to do you know single vineyard wines, terroir focused wines with Malbec in the Uco Valley, and you you do these with Sucardi, correct? Yes, you know I I took. Two very good decisions in my professional life. Okay. I think 
more, but two, the, the, I'm the very two conscious. that were very clear. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> at, that, at that time, I was not very conscious, but today I'm very conscious. The first was when I finished the secondary school, I decided to study agronomy. Okay. At that time, maybe the main important person in a winery was the knologist. And I decided to study agronomy because I, I grew in the vineyards with my grandfather and my father. So I want to be in the, in the vineyard. Yeah. And for me now has a lot of sense because I believe that the wines that I'm making are wines that come from the, from the, from the vineyard. I think that we don't make wines, we cultivate wines. This is the, the main. And the second is that when I finished the university, I decided to travel. I decided to mm. do the harvest with my family and go to do the harvest in the North Hemisphere. So for seven years, I had the opportunity to work in France, Spain, Portugal, Italy. And working there, I really realized about the sense of place. So I uh -huh. came back to my family and I said, okay, we, we need to explore more our areas and we need to make wines that talk about the place And, and explain and, and, and make wines that really can be transparent to the place. So this has been the, the way, and this is what we are doing today. Mm -hmm. That's really, really cool. So in terms of the evolution of, of Zuccardi, how, how much has it grown since your grandfather started it to now you today? No, we have been growing a, a lot, but we divide the project. So okay. the family today, we have Zuccardi, that is our main uh, winery and brand, and also we have... Santa Julia. But for me, the, the big growth is in, in knowledge and in philosophy. Mm -hmm. And today, for example, in the Uco Valley, we have seven vineyards in seven different places. And the work has been to have a very deep knowledge about the place where we are cultivating. And especially because I, I told you that the, the, the way that the soils were mm -hmm. formed create a lot of diversity. Yeah. So we, we, we have the opportunity that in a one vineyard, in a single vineyard, has like 20 25 different kind of soils. So our work has been to understand very deep the characteristic of, of the place, try to, to, to divide our vineyards and vinify all per separate. So the winery that we have in the Uco Valley, I like to say that it's a winery that we build with our legs in the vineyard because all this work that we started doing to divide our properties make that we need the winery prepared for this diversity. Yeah. So we build a winery, 100% concrete fats, but oh, with the size prepared for the division that we did in the vineyard. So we have 1,000 liters, 2,000 liters, 3,000 liters, 5,000 liters, and 7,500 liters. Why concrete fats? Because I, I told you that I want to make wines that talk about the place. Uh -huh. So if I want to talk about the place, I need to respect the characteristic of the place. I'm not looking for perfect wines. I'm looking for wines that has uniqueness of the place and our philosophy as a family cultivating there. And I feel that concrete is very respectful because don't give any flavor or any taste to the to the wine. We work with raw concrete, no epoxy inside. Nothing. It's just raw concrete. Yes. And, and I like also because concrete has less micro-oxygenation than, for mm. example, a, a barrel. And I feel Malbec is a grape that is extremely sensitive to micro-oxygenation. But You can make a great wine in concrete, you can make a great wine in a barrel, and you can make a great wine in a stainless steel. And you can make a very bad wine in concrete, in a stainless <laughs> yeah. steel, and in a barrel. The main important thing is the place where you are cultivating and how you cultivate. But in my feeling, I feel that concrete is a material that is extremely pure and leaves us to express the, the, the place. But the interesting thing is we did our concrete vats with sand, water, and stone from our vineyard. Oh, so there cool. is a connection between the place where we cultivate and the winery, uh, very strong. So when you make the wines, you obviously 
vinify them in the concrete and then age them in the concrete as well. In general, we vinify 100% in concrete and then we age in concrete. Then Malbec, for example, Malbec. Cabernet Franc, that is another grape that we cultivate. I like to age in fooders, in big casks. In big fooders. So okay. depend. Depend the wine, depend the, the what I'm looking for is what we do. But I feel in concreto a very good material in order to do this. I, you know, to make wines, you need to do an intervention. Yeah. It's not that the makes the wines make alone. So we are very important in the vineyard and in the winery. We 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 cultivate the vineyard. We take decisions in the vineyard and then we make the wine. But so you my, don't just crush the grapes and walk away. No, I, I think when you leave that the vines growth alone, it's a disaster. The, the vines need people who is working side the, side the vineyard. The first thing that you have to know is that uh, the nature move only for the obedience rules. You don't decide nothing. You have to take care about what the, what the nature will do. So we, we, we have to, to be very obedient in, in the vineyard. Yeah. And then in the winery, we have to make a, a wine if you live alone we'll finish maybe in a in a disaster but in order to 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 make wines that has a less impact of our hands yeah we need to know more about our place and we need to work more because if you do less things working less or having less knowledge you make disaster so mm -hmm. my challenge in 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 the wines that we make is that we have to be very we have to choose very good places we have to do a very precise viticulture, and then in the winery, we have to do wines that has to express the place. But we are important in the winery, taking care about that. But I try that avoid overripe, over extraction, and over oak because for me, when you have these three things, yeah. you lose sense of place. Right. You don't taste the actual the fruit in the way the fruit was meant to be tasted. Yes. And in the same way, if you were to have other characteristics that would come in whether that be Brettanomyces or things like that, you would also lose the characteristics. I don't like. So I, I, I think that I, we have to try to put in bottle the landscape. This is the concept. But yeah. then it's not that the landscape will put alone. So we, we the philosophy that we have is very, very important. And we, I'm looking also today, for example, the vineyards that we are planting, the new vineyards, I'm leaving 30% of native vegetation in the vineyards because I believe that today I need to, to take a, whole picture of the place and natural vegetation gives a lot of uh, information to the to the grapes you have a lot of aromas that can come from the native vegetation so this is the the way that we are working today amazing so in these seven vineyards in the uko valley how many wines are you making from these seven vineyards <laughs> i make a lot of <laughs> i i make a lot of wine because uh, i you're very passionate no 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 because the the system that i work that is that every time that i go up i i try to be more specific about okay. the place so in the same place i have a wine that can talk about the uko valley then i go one step more and i have wines that talk about the villages then I want one step more and I talk about wines that come from parajes that are small areas inside of wow. these villages. Then I go up and I go to Finca's wine that has a single vineyard yeah. wines, but we have a beautiful word that is Finca that means single vineyard. And then we move to parcelas, to specific kind of soils. Oh, wow. So the way that, that we build That's a lot is of that, wines. <laughs> yes, but it's because we are building, looking uh, specific sites. So at the end, I don't want to make in my top wines uh, a lot of bottles. I want to, to try to, to, to take a specific picture of one kind of soil in one property. Wow, that's really amazing. That's really amazing. So uh, besides Malbec, are there other grapes 
in that you're cultivating the Uka Valley that you feel like are also really amazing sort of representatives for the place yes. or things that you're really passionate about? Yes, but I think uh, what is coming after Malbec, yeah. in my view, more Malbec, but talking or expressing through the places. Interesting. I okay. think we have to be careful not to think after Malbec, we need to look for another grape and then look another grape and let, then look for another grape because... I think uh, at the end, we have to try to do the best that we can in our region. Right. And if we are trying to change all the time the, the grape, you are moving in a fashion movement, and we need to move in a classic movement. Right, so make classic, a, a classic, classic hot, I'm yeah. not saying old. I'm no, saying no, no, that no. it's the best that you can do in, in your region. But talking about grapes, I think uh, Chardonnay in the high-altitude areas works very well uh -huh. because we can make very... Uh, Mountain white wines. If if we see the mountain and we put all our energy and to make whites that talk about this mountain, we have I think Chardonnay is a good grape. But also Cabernet Franc is a grape that is working very, very well. When you walk the vineyards you can see the adaptation that Cabernet Franc has to our weather. And then there are two grapes that for me are part of our history. That yeah. One is Torrontes, that yeah. is the uniqueness of our of from our, from Argentina because it's a cross that happened Uh, they are between uh, Listan Prieto and Muscat de Alejandria and Torrontes. So it's the only country, it's our native grape that was very uh, relationship with the north of Argentina. Yeah. But when you cultivate in the Uco Valley, you can see that very interesting things happen. And the other is Bonarda, that is yeah. the second most planted grape uh, in Argentina after Malbec. And I think it's interesting because it's part of the history, it's part of what happened with the, that generation of viticultures. But for me, I'm not thinking that we have to look for something that coming next to Malbec, right. we need to concentrate in On, places. So when you when you concentrate in places, do you think, you know, that is how you ultimately truly establish a region as a fine wine region? So in the same way that Borolo concentrates in places and Bordeaux and even, you know, parts of Napa now, is that sort of the the key to to taking the region from being a, a place of great wines to a place of super, you know, fine wines? I think, yes, I think the future is in the places. I think we have to be careful not try to copy any model of division because right. any place is different. When you go to Burgundy, the, the way to think the division is different than when you go to, to our vineyards because when you go to our vineyards, the, the diversity that you have in the same property makes that you can classify one vineyard like a Grand Cru. You need to classify inside of the same vineyard, you have a village and maybe a Grand Cru. So we need to think in, in our own way to divide. So for me, the, the first step that is what is happening and it's not something that I'm doing alone, we are working with many producers, is talking, uh, making the geographic identification. Okay. So divide our place, divide our valley per places. And the wines that come from these places, that the grapes that is sourcing from these places, you can put in the label the name uh, of the place. But one thing that I'm sure is that we have nothing to envy in terms of uh, uh, potential of the place. Okay. The place has energy and has uniqueness so now we need to take time to analyze to study our place and then we need time to to bring to the market and do an evangelization about what we are doing but i believe first in the potential of the place second um today you have a generation of people that is thinking in in this way thinking in place thinking in 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 terroir so it's a matter of time for me wow amazing so in terms of Thinking in place, you also obviously, as Zuccardi, think in terms of the people. So how how do you think the, tr you know, 
when you're coming to create the wines, the treatment of the people and the way that you interact with the people who are involved in Zuccardi impacts the overall wine? You know, wine is place and people, yeah. or people and place, and it's impossible to, to separate. I, I never will, cha- will choose a wine only for the place. I always choose uh, the wine for the place and who makes the, yeah. uh, the wine. And if you make great wines, you need great people working in the vineyard and, and, and in the winery. So we work a lot on this because not we are good people, because we believe that is the only way to make uh, great wines. And especially in, in, in Argentina, in the areas where we have our vineyards, in general, mm. you are far from every place. So you need to create conditions that the people who work in your vineyards can develop in, in the place. It's for that that we have a foundation where my sister runs mm-hmm. and, and we do many things in order that our people can improve and can continue uh, working and studying in our places. So, But it's because I believe I, that the, the only way to make great wines is with great people in, in the vineyards and in the winery. So if you, if you look at Argentina as a whole, right, so not just Uco Valley, but as a whole, what, where do you think the future of Argentinian wine is headed? Is it more to the place? And are there other places in Argentina besides Mendoza and Uco Valley that you think are really exciting right now or that your family is getting excited about or thinking about? I believe that the, that the future is in places, but Argentina is much more than the Uco Valley. Mm-hmm. I, we were talking about the Uco Valley because it's the place where I'm cultivating. Yeah. I'm not interested to cultivate in another place because I my feeling is that I don't want to do a snorkel. I want to diving. And yeah, I w- you want to go deep instead of broad. Yes, and and I think if you want to to go deep in a, in a vineyard, you need to sleep near to the vineyard, and you you need to have an everyday relationship with the vineyard. So I don't want to cultivate in many areas. I want to to be very knowledge about the place where I'm cultivating because I arrived to the top level needs a lot of details and it's a lot of precision but talking about Argentina I think is happening a, a couple of very interesting things first is that the the limits are moving so mm. you can see that in the north we are cultivating northern than than before mm-hmm. and we are arriving to places in altitude that before was not expected when you see the south we are moving southern and you have some projects going to the to the east to the coast mm-hmm. and some vineyards in our area we are cultivating higher so if I feel that the that the that the limits are stretching. This is a nice movement. New areas cultivating. The other nice movement is different styles. You have a lot of diversity today in the in the wines that we are making in Argentina, and I believe that wine is diversity. Yeah, is the opposite of uh, of homogeneous things. We need diversity, and today you have a big. Diversity in terms of terroirs, but in terms of people, what is trying to to do, and the third movement that for me is very interesting is white wines, because for many years we were very focused on red because we thought that our country was a red wine country, yeah. and today we can see that when we go to the south, when we go to the north, when we go to closer to the mountain, we have conditions to make very very interesting whites. So I think in these three ways is is moving Argentina today. And this, I mean, obviously all this comes together to continue to move Argentina into a much more premium wine 
position than it has been in the past. Yes, but this is a matter of time. The first thing yeah. is nobody alone can put Argentina in the map. We need like a growers work together. Yeah. Because uh, a region is much more than one producer. One producer is impossible that build the image uh, of the country. So we need to share and then go to the market and compete. But first we need to share and, and, and go out to, to communicate all, all together. So I believe this is happening today. I believe also uh, we are showing that the potential of the wines that we are doing has mm -hmm. nothing to, to, to envy to other uh, areas. So I believe that will happen. Will happen because it's true. Will happen because we have great places. Yeah. We have people working in these places and looking to make uh, wines that talk about these places. So I'm positive. I think that it's a matter of time. Amazing. Well, Sebastian, thank you so much for taking the time to to join me today to talk to me more about Zuccardi, your passion for the wines of Argentina and especially of the Uco Valley. It's been really interesting to spend some time with you and learn more. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for listening to the Vine Pair Podcast. If you love this show as much as we love making it, then please leave us a rating or review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. It really helps everyone else discover the show. Now for the credits. Vine Pair is produced and recorded in New York City and Seattle, Washington by myself and Zach Jabal, who does all the editing and loves to get the credit. Also, I would love to give a special shout out to my Vine Pair co-founder, Josh Mallon, for helping make all this possible. And also to Keith Beavers, Vine Pair Tastings Director, who is additionally a producer on this show. I also want to, of course, thank every other member of the Vine Pair team who are instrumental in all of the ideas that go into making this show every week. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you again.